0: You do you. Let TrueGreen do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Let's face it. People have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
2: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy.
1: Is our best policy?
3: Hi everybody, Peter Greenberg here with another edition of the Ion Travel Podcast. This week, the world disrupted by the tragedy in the Ukraine. And I'll check in with some smart travelers to get their take on the global and local impact. It's not just the Russian invasion, but pilot shortages, the environment, rising fuel prices, and airlines cutting routes. Welcome to an unwanted roller coaster. I'll speak with Roger Dow, CEO of the U.S. Travel Association. With more than 80% of all U.S. travelers vaccinated, what's next? Then Mike Boyd, one of our regulars, with his take on Ukraine and air routes, and which countries will be hit the worst. And what a time to start a new airline. And there are a number of low-fare players that have just launched. Andrea Sachs from the Washington Post has a report. First up, Roger Dow.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in Every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
3: Hey, Roger. Peter, great to be with you. So let's start this first with, uh, with the Ukraine. You know, you can actually make the link between what's happening in Ukraine and whether or not your flight to Chicago from New York is going to be on time, because the entire system has been disruptive.
0: Yeah, we're seeing that across the board. And uh, I was, I'm was i out in uh, Las Vegas right now, and uh, at a big convention, and their entire uh, contingent from Italy canceled, uh, and a couple of other international countries because of the uh, situation in Ukraine. So it, it's having an effect and the other thing that happens is, you know, Peter, any uncertainty whatsoever with travel, people say, okay, I'll put it off until this thing, we know exactly where we are.
3: You're right. It's already happened. I mean, I've seen cruise lines last week canceling port calls for this summer in St. Petersburg. Uh, I mean, that, that gives you an immediate reaction to what they're hearing from their own passengers.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. I think that's, and I think it's also, uh, <clears throat> as you say, it's pressure that they're getting from their their passengers uh, saying, you know, I don't
3: want to go there or saying, hey, if this is the way Russia is going to act, let's not spend any money there. There's another pressure coming as well that we don't see as consumers, but the travel providers see every single day. It's pressure from their own insurers who will suddenly say, we're, we're adding an amendment to your policy that we're not covering any trips you're making to certain conflicted areas around the world. No question about it. I mean, we've seen that happen in so many different countries that may not have even been directly affected by it, but border on those areas. Uh, we saw it a couple of years ago in Turkey. Uh, There's nothing going on in Turkey, but nobody went because they couldn't get insurance. Uh, we're seeing that now uh, in, in Russian airspace. Uh, you know, If you want to fly from Los Angeles to Korea, you're going to get diverted because the normal air route would take you over Russian airspace. London to Hong Kong you're going to get diverted because your, your route would have taken you over initially over the Ukraine and then over Russian airspace. So you're dealing with fuel issues, you're dealing with safety issues, you're dealing with economic issues. And then, of course, the long-term economic impact of the Russian ruble basically tanking, the Russian banks raising the interest rate from 9.5% to 20%, a run on, not rubles, but a run on dollars just to try to protect themselves, and they can't find them. So even if we open the airspace to Russian airlines, or or private aircraft belonging to oligarchs, they might be able to fly to the United States. But how are they going to pay for the fuel to go home? We're not accepting rubles, and their bank accounts have been frozen. So we got some serious problems to deal with, right, Roger?
0: No question about it. And it, it comes at the worst possible time, just as we think we're working our way out of the pandemic, and CDC is changing their guidance. Now we have this on top of it, uh, another complication for international travel.
3: And let's talk about the CDC and the changes in COVID and the protocols, because up until about a week ago, we were on a different trajectory. We were seeing one country after another in Europe getting rid of the, of the COVID testing protocols, if you could show proof of vaccination in order to get on the plane to get there. We saw many more countries getting rid of the protocols of testing once you arrived. The only testing protocol that seems to remain in many of those European Union countries is a United States requirement, that 24-hour rule, to have a negative COVID test before you can get on the plane to come home. I know that you're one of those lobbying to get rid of that.
0: We just uh, sent a letter to the White House uh, ourselves, the Hotel Association, the Airline Association, the U.S. Chamber, asking them to please relax this. Uh, we're, the, we're lagging, and we lag on a lot of things, but this— uh, thing you mentioned of having to test before you get on a plane is a real deterrent because someone buys a three four thousand dollar ticket and they have to test the day before and if they get a a, you know a false positive they're sitting there and they're stuck they lose the money they lose their hotel so it is a deterrent and all the other countries uh, are one by one removing this pre-testing requirement we've asked the White House to do the same we've also saying uh, let's take a look at March 18th and uh, within 90 days get the mask requirement off the airlines. When you look at all the problems we have on airlines, 6,000 customer problems, uh, three quarters of them are due to mask uh, flights with the flight attendants.
3: Exactly. While they get rid of the masks, let's get rid of the alcohol too. <laughs> that's another story. Hey, but the bottom line is you're talking about March 18th, that's coming up. And that's the deadline for a decision of whether or not they're going to extend the mask mandate. My guess, and by the way, I could be wrong, but my guess is they are going to extend it.
0: Um, we hope that they'll, what we're asking for, we know that they're not going to cancel on March 18th. Uh, we're hoping that they'll say, okay, within 90 days, we will pull it back. We've got to send some kind of a signal versus just indefinite.
3: Okay, so what's the biggest challenge right now? We know that the world is being disrupted because of what's going on in the Ukraine. And even if, if the situation hopefully gets resolved in a relatively short period of time, the implications and the impact are going to be with us for a while.
0: Yeah, the, the the challenge we have right now, uh, not only internationally, but domestically, is having consistent guidelines. Uh, I'm traveling, you know, two weeks ago here in Las Vegas. It would have been different what I'd have to do than I have to do today, where you are in Washington, D.C. The uh, mayor just changed uh, a month ago what requirements were as far as mass mandates, and then it's changed back again. So it's this inconsistency is the biggest problem. We've got to go from a, <clears throat> excuse me, a pandemic to an endemic focused and really start working our way out of this thing
3: and do you see a timeline in which that's going to happen
0: uh we're asking uh, again in our letter to the white house to look at june 1st uh as a setting benchmarks and timelines so much of this is done by whim and we really need to say okay if, if covid cases are here this gets relaxed and and we do it nationally uh we've got to get there and send a message that it's safe to travel and uh you know especially so many people are vaccinated
3: See, here's what I don't understand. If you take a look at the countries and the destinations where there are high caseloads of COVID, high hospitalization rates, high mortality rates, if you begin to break down all of those cases, in about 98% of the time, they're for people who are not vaccinated. And if that's the case, then you're penalizing the people who are. Uh, uh, yes, it's true. And, and we're at a,
0: such a high level of vaccination. We're we're probably uh, over 80% of travelers you know we're probably 10 15% higher of people who travel because you know if you're a farmer in the midwest you probably don't travel you may not have gotten vaccinated but among
3: travelers we're highly vaccinated exactly so what's the metric that you're going to use the vaccination levels of where you're going or the vaccination levels of the people who are going
0: i think the uh, should be uh, covid cases and hospitalizations versus vaccination
3: and if that's the case then we should start relaxing some of those requirements
0: exactly as you know i live in florida and dc and in florida it's a totally different situation
3: than it is let's say in new york city well everything's different than new york city (laughs) (laughs) but i but i hear what you're saying roger so have you gotten a response from the white house We have not the letter. Well, to to be fair, the White House
0: the letter just went on Friday, uh, and we're hopeful to get some response. But
3: the bottom line is, uh, we're looking for one piece of consistent policy that is somewhat unilateral, and we and we haven't seen that, to be honest, since COVID began.
0: No, we haven't. And, And you know, when you get on a plane, when you're going through TSA, I don't care whether it's in Fort Lauderdale or Fargo, you know what to expect. It's the same everywhere, and we've got to do
3: the same regarding COVID. Exactly. My thanks to Roger. Whenever the world is turned upside down, my go-to guy is Mike Boyd on all things aviation. And he not only connects the dots, but throws out a few of them along the way. He understands this three-dimensional game of aviation industry chess better than anyone. How are you, sir?
4: Good day, sir. Just great, and I hope you're the same.
3: I am, so, you know, the question that I ask all the time, and I think I have some answers, but I know you have most of them, is the situation in the Ukraine. It's not just a, it's not just a, an aviation trouble spot in the region. It becomes an aviation trouble spot globally, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not Las Vegas. What's, what happens in Ukraine doesn't stay there. It's not just to and from the Ukraine. It's not just people getting ticked off at Aeroflot. It's the fact that we have global routings that go over the uh, over Russia, and they're going to start to cut those down. So international air trade is going to be materially affected by this, plus the fact Let's face it, we, we we're starting to see some light for transatlantic travel to the EU, but uh, as of now, it looks like uh, this summer is not going to be something we're going to take the kids to see uh, the Eiffel Tower.
3: Or maybe if this thing is resolved soon enough, we might. But you know, when you talk about the global air route system, that's not just passenger planes, that's FedEx and UPS and Atlas Air Cargo, that's, that's the whole game.
4: It, it is. And one little minor thing is that, that giant six-engined Antonov 225 that got blown up. It's one of a kind, but you don't realize how important that is that was to some industries moving heavy things. I mean, like Bangor, Maine, when that thing landed, all, they, they met their fuel their, their, their fuel, their fuel allocation for the year. But it that just losing that airplane, that loses one channel of logistics, a small one, but it's an indication of just how interconnected we are.
3: And of course, every time you have to reroute, you know, we all saw the radar maps over the Ukraine last week where you saw a gaping hole in the sky because everybody was avoiding it. Every time you go around, you're adding fuel burn. In many cases, you may exceed the range of an individual airplane. You're going to have to change aircraft. That means people are not only late, they misconnect and it's costly. It, it,
4: it, absolutely. And and. and people don't realize how much overflight there is over over the Soviet, or Russia, I should say. And if the Russians cut that back in retaliation, you're right. Now, it's going to really flummox air transportation. And I guarantee you today, the planners at every major airline system are working overtime to figure out what to do.
3: And let's not forget the loss of the Malaysian air flight number 17, which was shot down over the Ukraine.
4: Yeah, it, exactly. So, word Ukraine and air safety don't don't show up a lot in the same sentence. So, again, that was a factor before. It's going to be even worse now. And I think it's going to be an issue where air transportation is going to be much different now. Again, it's been choked a little bit or a lot due to COVID. But now we're back to something where nobody really well, Look, when the Soviet Union comes out and threatens Sweden and Finland, you know, it's not something that makes people want to fly anyway. But when you cut off the ability to fly between... Let's just say London and Hong Kong. That's a biggie.
3: It is. And of course, you made the same mistake I've been making lately, calling it the Soviet Union. Um, it, it, but it's the same deal. I get it. Um, and let's talk about all the countries. You mentioned Sweden and Finland. Let's talk about all the countries that border on Russia. They're affected as well. People may not want to go there. We've already seen cruise lines uh, basically pulling out port stops for this coming summer, five months from now in St. Petersburg as well.
4: Yeah, I, I, that's amazing. And uh, that's what I understand. It's the cruise ships that can deliver people to St. Petersburg because it's hard to get a, a visa otherwise. But I think that the reality is people aren't going to want to visit there. Now, keep in mind, you know, for for an American company to stand up and say, we're not going to fly Aeroflot, that's real easy. Uh, but it's good to see, nevertheless, because most people aren't flying Aeroflot or, buying, or, or drinking r- Russian hooch.
3: But At the same time, we saw the Russian central bank up their interest rate from 9.5% to 20%. We saw the value of the ruble plummet. So that means that if you're a Russian travel provider, uh, you can't pay your bills. Um, And not only that, you may not even get paid because of the SWIFT system. So this is a true cutoff.
4: No, it it, it truly is. They've they've isolated themselves from the world. But the fact is, E- they didn't realize how easy they'd be to isolate. You know, we don't buy anything. You know, we're not wearing clothes or driving cars with parts that come from Russia. China's very different. But here, it's real easy for American companies and, uh, and, and people across the world not to do business with them because we're not doing much anyway. It doesn't hurt us if we're not getting some, you know, some stolichnaya vodka.
3: Okay, so now we understand the devastating impact this is happening on a worldwide root system, and not just with airlines. Cruise lines, supply chain, cargo. Uh how fast do you think it gets back, assuming this thing can get resolved?
4: I would suspect it's gonna be a while. I mean, this is not a minor skirmish. This is a major war this, this guy has Putin has gotten us in gotten them into. And it's gonna be a while before it settles down because there's gonna be a lot of hard feelings over what he did. I, I think Russia has just isolated itself because they didn't realize realize they're not important to the rest of the world. like say China is. They can be isolated. And, you know, you and I sitting over here in the USA really aren't going to notice much.
3: So right now, we could notice something because the price of fuel, over $100 a barrel for oil, uh, that's going to rise. You know, that's got to have an effect on airline prices. That's got to have effect on
4: everything we do. Oh, it, it will because of this. But in terms of doing business with Russia, no one really, really cares. But this, that's another big issue that has not been touched on that we're already sit- sitting in a situation where regardless of people want in the United States, you know, a lot of smaller communities are losing service at the local airport, not losing air service. They're losing service to the local airport. But with these small jets, we're flying $100 a, a, a barrel oil is going to translate into less local access. It doesn't mean they're going to be cut off, but it's going to change our air transportation system.
3: So it's going to change the whole regional airline approach.
4: Yeah, it is, and it was it was happening anyway. I mean, the sidebar. I mean, it isn't pilots, it isn't COVID. I mean, it, it's basic economics. Those things just accelerated. So places like you know Toledo. Hey, look north. You're going to be flying out of Detroit. Most of your people are already things like that. But oil prices at a hundred dollars a barrel. Of course, as you know, that goes through everything. I mean, the hot dog is going to cost more. The the, the charcoal briquettes are going to cost more this summer. It's going to be ugly.
3: Oof. So bottom line is, if you're thinking about booking travel somewhere, with airfares already going up prior to the invasion at about 7% every 10 days, as long as you wait, you're going to pay more.
4: You know, absolutely. We monitor, you know, through our partner, Sirium, we monitor, you know, uh, capacity. And they're they're cutting back on capacity. The best we can hope for is about 90% of pre-2019 levels. um, And it probably is going to be even less than that now. So there's not going to be a lot of capacity out there. Airlines aren't going to get nuts with this stuff. They're not going to squeeze the customer. They're just going to fly where they have to fly. That's why Kalamazoo lost service to Chicago on United. There'll be a lot more of that coming.
1: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car
2: selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
3: There really is no place like home.
2: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: My thanks to Mike. They say timing is everything. An economy hit with inflation in the middle of a pandemic. and Fuel prices rising. What better time to start an airline? Andrea Sachs from the Washington Post went flying on three of the new players and checks in with me. And you're welcome.
2: Hi there, nice to be here.
3: Yeah, so, you know, I was looking last year and the year before we saw, you know, national parks getting out of control in terms of over, overly crowded, uh, You had to have reservations, and they're about to do that again this year, aren't
2: they? They are. I think they're anticipating, based on the last two years, it's going to happen again, and I think even more so now with what you were saying, that there's some tremors, you know, in Europe, and people don't feel completely comfortable. So much is about feeling comfortable, because we've been scared a lot these couple of, these past couple of years for many reasons. I
3: mean, there is a reasonable assumption at this point that a lot of mask mandates in individual U.S. communities will be rescinded, mm-hmm. and some of them are going away as, as as we're speaking. The federal mandate for masks may still be on, on, on board until at least June. That's my guess. But freedom of travel within the U.S. is going to get better, and more and more places opening up without indoor dining restrictions, uh, depending on vaccination levels, etc., etc., etc. Not to mention proof of vaccination that, of course, I hope everybody's carrying with them. So... What you're saying, Andrea, is you better book that national park now or you may not get in this summer.
2: Absolutely. I think before, so many people thought it was just such an easy thing. Like, oh, you know, let's grab the kids, throw them in the station wagon and go to a national park. It's just easy. It's straightforward. And you actually have to plan it these days because a lot of the major ones, Acadia, Arches, Rocky Mountain, Glacier, um, I was in El Yunque in Puerto Rico, which is a national forest. Oh, I love that place. It's gorgeous. I didn't, I didn't have... Did you climb I the tower? No, I didn't get in. I, Did didn't, you, oh, you I didn't forgot find to it? make a reservation. Oh. I didn't, so a lot of it is time entry because they're trying to slow down the number of people that are coming in. Yeah. And so I didn't have a time entry reservation and I had to turn around and go to the beach. oh my god
3: we feel all of us on the show feel so sorry i feel
2: no actually i was really excited to hike around the rainforest but you have to look and a lot of that's one of them is a lottery so you have to actually submit to the lottery um it is rocky mountain does a lottery some of them have maybe 60 days out to make a reservation and it'll be a block and then maybe like two days before that date you can look again if you couldn't get a, a ticket But you really have to plan and think these things through, and especially lodging, campsites, all of that is going to go.
3: And, of course, my great piece of advice is if you look at the map, this is not going to be true in every state, but if you look at the map of many states, including California, when you see a national park, look about 10 miles away, you're going to find a great state park. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those state parks are just as beautiful. They have just the best facilities. They're not as crowded. Check them out.
2: Agree. Yep, national forests as well. Um, BLM, Bureau of Land Management, has some I mean, when you take
3: a look at how much land the BLM controls, Mm -hmm. there are options out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they have a little less restrictions and more activities if you like more motorized sports. BLM permits it versus national parks, which oftentimes does not.
3: Yeah, and look, it's it's also about camping as well. It's not just going to the park, it's whether or not you can actually park at the park.
2: Right, that was part of the problem that pushed them toward this. People were parking on protected land.
3: Guess what? This happened during the pandemic. I don't know if it's happening this year, but we will definitely uh, look into it. There are a lot of big uh, uh, companies like Walmart that were allowing you overnight free parking in your mm-hmm. RV. Yeah. Uh, they did that during the pandemic. I'll see if they're doing it this summer as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great scenery. <laughs> the shopping
3: carts. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get me started. What's great scenery <laughs> is watching the people shop at Walmart.
2: Right. That's another that's story. Sport. That's blood sport.
3: Oh, listen. <laughs> There, and I shop there. Um, but I'm telling you, there's a website.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There's a website. It's. I have to warn everybody, it's somewhat mean-spirited. But every once in a while, I look at it, it's called People Who Shop at Walmart. And it's it's what people are wearing. It's how mm-hmm. they're dressed to shop at Walmart. Not the, it's not the people who are shopping; it's their clothing choice. Okay, you got to you, ha, you, ha, you have to look at that.
2: All right, I have to look but at I, it. I, I feel but, like I'm going to see some of those fashions on planes too. Oh, absolutely. A lot of stretching material. Oh yeah,
3: it's not limited to Walmart. I guarantee you. <laughs> no. You know the one show I've ever want I've always wanted to do, but I I, I I thought better of it, because it was mean spirited, and everybody listening to the show will agree with me that it was mean spirited. is just to get a camera, on the strip in Las Vegas as people are walking by, mm-hmm. lock the camera down. And just stop people as they walk by and just say, excuse me, just ask me one question. What were you thinking?
2: Uh, that's, yeah. that's
3: all I wanted to do. Yeah. And you know what? I, I thought better of it.
2: I, that's a good idea. I'm glad you rethought that. I absolutely yeah. rethought about it. Yeah. But We've all co- expanded a little over yeah. these two years. Well, and- that's just my
3: waistline. <laughs> <laughs> You've been covering just when you thought there are no new airlines. There are now new airlines. Right. Uh, we've had Avalo or Avello. Avello. Uh, I, I'm going to get the name right. We have Breeze, which was started by David Nealman, who has a track record that's stellar. I mean, he, he you know, he was there at the beginning of Morris Air and then Southwest. He started JetBlue. He went down to South America and started Blue. He's on the board of TAP and turned them around in Portugal. And now he has Breeze. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's yep. even another one.
2: Yep. So the three that I looked at, and it's amazing that while I was not productive last year, airlines were, and we had three mm-hmm. completely, well somewhat new airline. So it's AHA, which is based out of Reno. The other one and that's is no joke. And that's no joke. No, there's an exclamation point on the plane.
3: <laughs> okay. Now let's let's start. Let's do one at a time. Okay. There's AHA out of Reno. Mm-hmm. First question is, where do they fly?
2: Oh, they fly to good. So the whole idea between these three, they do have kind of a shared philosophy. They're hitting the smaller markets.
3: So they're flying from one smaller market to another. Correct. And they're not flying every day.
2: No, no. Like you look at the calendar and it's like every other, maybe three times a week. That
3: sounds like the old days of Allegiant.
2: Correct, yeah. Same thing. When we get to Velo, one of the co-finders of Allegiant started a Velo. Ah, now now it's getting clear. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of overlap. So for example,
3: not that this is what flight that they make, Mm -hmm. if you need to go from Myrtle Beach to Grand Rapids and it's a Tuesday, you now have an airline that can take you there, more or less. Absolutely,
2: right, and nonstop. Without
3: going through a hub and ruining your whole day.
2: Exactly, yeah, it's not a school bus. You're not going to have to go to Atlanta to go to Chicago.
3: And not only that, anytime you make a connection on a flight, and everybody listening to me knows exactly what I mean, you exponentially increase your chances of a delay or a cancellation. Let's call it what it is.
2: Absolutely. Yep. All right.
3: So what's their route map for AHA?
2: Let's see. So AHA is Reno, a lot of destinations in Oregon and California. So I flew, when I tried it, I did Reno to Redmond Bend area. And so they're just on the West Coast strictly.
3: Right. And the fares are pretty cheap. Super
2: cheap. Yeah. Like but 29 bucks. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I flew $29 on Breeze from Hartford, Connecticut to Charleston. But then there's all the add-ons. So that's only your seat. Well,
3: this, so- is, this is uh, The airlines like to call it ala apart pricing. Yeah, so fancy. basically you're buying the seat. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring a bag, if you want something to drink, yeah. everything is ka-ching, ka-ching.
2: Yeah. It's like if you went to a restaurant, you order a piece of bread and they're like, do you want meat on that? And then you should pay for meat. You want some cheese? You want some mustard? Okay. But, but that's assuming you're hungry. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I'm happy to fly like cheaply and small say, If I'm going to
3: fly on a, on a Velo or Aha or Breeze, it's a BYO for me. I'm going to just bring my own stuff that I want to eat
2: absolutely yeah and, and how was kind of quaint because they actually served water and graham crackers yeah so it's like i think the flight attendant rummaged through her pantry and was like i got some graham crackers <laughs> that's what they served us yeah well, a...
3: how were the graham crackers
2: i passed on them oh. to be honest <laughs> all <laughs> I... right so
3: aha uh-huh. what what kind of equipment are they flying
2: they are 50 seat embraer. Umbrella... how do you say Embra- embraer? Embraer. yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. so they used to be express jet airlines so you know when you book on a major airline and then the small carrier. print yeah, says exactly. you're actually flying on this yeah it was these guys
3: so they broke off and started their so they
2: rebranded
3: okay mm-hmm. so they're based out of reno
2: they're based out of Reno. And
3: by the way, they're the only airline, I think, based out of Reno, when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. All right. Now, let's let's talk about uh, Avella.
2: Avella, which was founded by the co-founder of, uh, what did we say it was? Allegiant. Allegiant. Thank you. Um, they are a little bigger. They're flying like 189-seat Boeings and 147-seaters, so yep. they feel much more capacious. My flight, I went from... Let's see. Where did I go? From Bend, Oregon, Redmond Bend area to Burbank.
3: Well, that's they do a lot of flights out of Burbank. Yep, so yeah. Burbank
2: and New Haven are their bases. So they're doing the east and west coast.
3: Right. But they're not flying from
2: Burbank to New Haven. No, they're not doing cross country. And they give you water. Wow. That's, and I slept through this just it. I was really upset. I slept through my water. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's your subtext. Uh-huh. I slept through my water. Oh, that's the, the benefits of a low fare carrier. Yeah. Okay. And then, and they also have cheap flights, right? They do. We're talking $29, $39 tickets.
2: Absolutely. Starting at $29, the checked bag is more expensive than the fare.
3: And by the way, the reason why the checked bag is more expensive than the fare goes back to how Spirit and Frontier were pricing their tickets, because airline tickets are, are taxed at a very high federal tax level. A bag is not considered a flight, and it's only charged at a state tax level, so they make more more money based on the taxes they don't have to pay on the bag, which explains to you why Spirit every once in a while has $1 airfares because they'd much rather pay tax on a dollar and then take all that money on your bag. Yeah. Okay, and last but not least, okay. David Nealman's character, Breeze.
2: Breeze, correct. And so Breeze flies out of – Primarily East Coast, but like goes all the way out to, say, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Does some, let's see. Like, well, they're out
3: of Charleston. They're out of Islip in New York. They
2: have bigger airports than the other ones, yeah. right? They go. They fly to New Orleans. They fly to Charleston, as you said. And I got to give them three cheers. I got to
3: give them three cheers because <laughs> they're operating out of an airport that's a great airport, totally underutilized, which is MacArthur Field in Islip, New York. Mm-hmm. Because that's Southwest gonna use, used to fly out
2: there. Remember, yeah, exactly. Back in the day.
3: Back in the day. Yeah. So did you enjoy that flight?
2: I enjoyed it. All of them, and I didn't enjoy all of them. I had some serious delays. Serious, uh-huh. like Breeze was six hours, seven hours. It was. That's the downside. Is See, that, that they have such a small fleet. That's right. That they can't wheel when there's up a the mechanical, pro- yeah. So we had mechanical problems on both ends.
3: And by the way, if you're flying on a Tuesday and the plane doesn't operate Tuesday, you may not fly till next Tuesday. Right. There so is on this, your,
2: yeah. yeah. On this breeze flight, people were sitting next to me and booking Southwest for the next morning. Well, that's not as a good a backup. sign. <laughs> no, because Breeze wasn't flying. I had to fly Breeze, so I had to suck it up. Did but, you enjoy your water? I did, they gave out free treats. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got free m and and soda.
3: <laughs> My thanks to Andrea. To Mike and to Roger Dow. And my thanks to you for listening to this Ion Travel podcast. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And for all the breaking travel news, you know where to go. Just log on to petergreenberg.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just
5: you wait. AutoTrader. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This
2: is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you.